We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Kate and Abby Show. This is episode 42. Wouldn't it be awesome if there was a way to stop writer's block before it even started? That's what this episode is all about. Today, Kate and I will share our go-to methods for create for preventing creative burnout. So if you've ever experienced writer's block and you want to make sure it never happens again, or at least do your best to make sure it never happens again, keep listening. This episode is for you. Before we get started, we have to thank our sponsors who are you. That's right. You guys are the ones who support us and keep this show going, and we so appreciate your support. So if you get value out of this podcast, go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show and show your support. Help us keep this show free of interruptions and alive and well on YouTube and all the other platforms. So let's get right into it. Stop writer's block before it starts. How do we do it, Katie? Refill your cup. Yeah. Refilling your cup. That's that's the first one I wrote down on the list because that is one that helps me the most. And this is something that is habit now. Mm. So even when I don't feel like I need to refill my cup, we're talking about preventative care. Preventative care for the writer. Yeah. Um, so so I think people need to get through their head right off the bat here. This will be, these are all things you should be doing when you feel creatively good. Yes. Still. Okay. Yes. So the preventative things mean you get to it before it happens. Exactly. So if you're already feeling like, oh, I can barely get through the day. It's like now, you know, we need, you know, you can use these same things to get out of that slump. But then you should continue to do them to make sure it's not just this roller coaster falling back into that, getting out of it, falling back into that, getting out of it. If these things are done on a consistent basis, the self-care, mental and emotional and physical self-care is done on a regular basis, right. it will prevent that from happening. Yeah. It's like taking your writerly vitamins. Yeah. You have to take Mm. them every day. I like that analogy. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only way they help. You don't wait until you're ill and then start taking vitamins. Although, you know, if that's, you know, when you first learn about vitamins, then start taking them. But don't stop. Continue taking them. Exactly. Uh, So, yeah, these are more of habits, um, habitual ways to prevent writer's block or any kind of creative block. But we're speaking specifically about writing today. Um, so refilling your cup for me, that looks like taking a rest day every week, at least once a week. And if I'm, if I need more than that, then it depends on what's going on, but at least one day a week to completely just be free, (laughs) free myself to be creative if I feel like it. But if I don't, there's no pressure to create. There's no, you have to do this. You have to get this done. You have to produce this. And I think we live in a culture that is very focused on producing all the time and working all the time, working really hard and pushing yourself. So it's important to remember that you're a human being, not a human doing, and you need to take time to just be. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, exactly. And that's often when creativity comes. Yes. Creativity I've found for myself comes from doing nothing in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, we always laugh because uh, if, if any of you watching or listening have seen the biopic about John Keats called Bright Star, there's this great scene where he and a fellow poet are like laying on the floor of a study and someone's like knocking on the door like, hey, can I come in? And they're like, we're working. And I can so relate to that because sometimes you just need to think. Yeah. You just need to do absolutely nothing. And I can connect with that because creativity doesn't always come in the hustle. In fact, most of the time it doesn't. Hmm. And that's why a lot of us feel really stressed out from this like hustle, 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 work, 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 schedule every single second of your life or else you're not productive is the enemy of creativity. <laughs> it really is because create creative innovation doesn't necessarily work within the same structure every day all the time. Right. It needs room to rest. It needs room to rise. Mm. Yeah. And that's how you get more creative. Uh, it's kind of like working out is that if you were working out constantly and you never gave your body a rest, then your muscles would never grow because your yeah. muscles are actually growing when you're resting. Right. But you have to work out first, obviously. You work out and then in the rest period is when your muscles rebuild themselves. So kind of the same with mental muscles and creativity is that when you're working them, you're using what's in your cup. So you need to refill your cup in order to have anything in your cup to use exactly. or to pour out. Um, so and a lot of us are so trying important. to pour out of an empty cup. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Why isn't anything coming out? Right. Because you're not putting anything in. Yeah. And, and you'll also not have anything to give to others. You know, I think we oftentimes, at least myself, I feel obligated to give my free time away to others. And sometimes it's important to do that, but other times you need that time. Mm. And the other person actually is not asking you to give them your time. You're just kind of forcing it on them in a way mm. with kindness. But it's sort of this paradox of I wish this was my time and it really is my time, but I feel bad taking time for myself to refill my cup so I have to like give it to somebody else or do something for somebody else in this time because I feel guilty for taking time for myself. Yeah. But if you don't take that time for yourself, you won't have anything to give to others. Right. So it kind of, those two things go hand in hand. Right. So. And what you do in every other area of your life is what builds your creative life which right. builds your creativity, which what sparks inspiration. So taking the time to take care of yourself, to look after yourself, to work out, to eat right, to make sure you get fresh air and, you know, take vitamins and, you know, just take stock, take time to think, take time to do things you love doing. All those things are important fuel that help to create a healthy individual who will be inspired to create, um, who will have a full cup to give from. Right. 100%. And um, another thing, another point that I wrote down that has become increasingly important in my creative life is keeping track of my mental energy and physical energy 
and creativity and things like that. Just tracking, trying to every day, but I'm not super diligent about it yet. Um, But keeping like a mental and physical health journal and writing in it every day. And it doesn't have to be a long journal entry. I do it more like, um, like how you were describing your, your, what's it called? Input journal. Right. Um, and like just very basic things like how energized was I today on a scale of one to 10 and, um, how much did I sleep and what was my diet? Like, what did I exercise? What did I do for exercise? Stuff like that. Um, and noticing patterns in my energy, um, and using that to write better, to enjoy my life more. And you will notice patterns and fluctuations in your energy. And it might be a little bit more, uh, there might be some more repetition and more patterns for women, (laughs) but I can only speak for myself. In my experience, of course, it's up to the individual. But in my experience, I found that there's a huge difference even between like days. Mm. And I can go back and see, okay, last month I felt the same way. So it kind of takes the pressure off for me. Right. It's like I don't have to I don't have to go through this cycle of feeling like, oh my gosh, there's something, you know, something's really wrong with my writing or my art or that I feel this way. It might just be a pattern of energy that I'm moving through. And it might just be a phase, you right. know, so I don't have to worry about it. You and don't stress have to feel obligated it. to force yourself to, um, like, create out of a low energy state. Yeah. And you can be more, like, come to terms with your energy, sort mm. of, and be okay with it being what it is right. this week or today, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because I think everyone has off days and different energies every day. So there will be times when you feel lower energy and you shouldn't feel obligated to create in the same way that you create when you're high energy. Right. That's just not going to happen. It's something that I've noticed a lot in yoga um, with balancing postures like tree pose and warrior three and things like that. Some days I'll have great balance and I'll be able to hold the pose for a long time and it's no big deal. Other days I'm out of balance. I struggle to hold a pose or I can only hold it for a few seconds or whatever. And even the most experienced yogis go through that mm-hmm. because it depends on what your energy is like that day. Right. That can affect your balance. That it, it, There's hormonal responses, energetic responses that are happening in your body that are affecting your balance, both emotionally and physically. Right. So it will differ from day to day. And that doesn't mean, oh, you know, I've lost my ability to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it means that every day is different. Yeah. And you should tailor your creative work, if you're able to, around how you're feeling. Yeah. So that you're not forcing yourself to create out of this place of a low, low energy. And even right. like if you're on a deadline or something and you have to create, that's understandable. Um, and that... Uh, some of it can't be prevented, but you shouldn't beat yourself up for feeling like, oh, you know, why is, why do I feel off? You know, it's right. fine to acknowledge like, hey, I'm low energy today. So yeah, yeah it's not going to feel like it does on a high energy day and that's fine. And it won't always be like that. You know? Right. And it's it won't always, always be like changing. that. Yes. That's why the track, tracking it has really helped me because it helps you to just get better perspective on it. And you can look back and be like, oh, wow, I felt like this 
last month on this week. And for me, in my experience, I have pretty much one week every month where I feel amazing, high energy, and I can just get anything done and work really like a lot during the day and even late into the night and still feel high energy. That's not going to work for me uh, like the next week or the week after that. Yeah. Just because I've noticed these patterns in my energy. And of course, everybody's will be everybody's patterns will be different. But that's, I think, a really useful tool because then you can also plan for the future. Yeah. And be like, okay, I know I'm going to feel really good next week. Right. <laughs> you know, and then you can plan some bigger projects to tackle then. But to kind of live this like day-to-day um, stress of oh my gosh, I, I don't know why I feel like this. I'm so low energy and, you know, I feel so burnt out. Um, or even feeling like you have writer's block. That could literally just be today or literally just be this week. So don't despair and um, don't feel like there's something wrong with you. I'm never you going know? to write again. <laughs> yeah. How often have we said that? Yeah. And then it's like the next day you have a great writing day. Yeah, so it's, it's changing like, all the time. But you have like this, you know, little mini crisis. Yeah, in the moment, it feels like a really, <laughs> a really big this deal. This is terrible. Yeah. This is the end. Yeah. But it's not. And there are physical things that you can do that I know you were going to touch on. Right. That help your energy. So getting moving, exercise of any kind, going for a walk, doing some yoga, martial arts, qigong. Um, for some of you who might not be familiar with Qigong, it is actually kind of a martial art. Um, it's a really ancient form of exercise that also helps to stimulate your energetic body. And it's very gentle movements. It's quite similar to Tai Chi. Um, there, You can find these things that are just easy tutorials on YouTube that take five minutes, ten minutes, and it can help to totally shift your energy. And I'm not just talking about a hard workout that's going to, you know, build muscle or whatever. That's great. Um, muscle building helps to stimulate your brain. It does all kinds of really good things chemically and hormonally in your body that can also help to promote creative clarity. And I've noticed that 100% for myself, that working out will sometimes just snap me out of a slump. But other days when you feel low energy, maybe you feel like, oh, I don't feel like doing that. Or maybe you don't feel well. Maybe you have a headache. Who knows? Um, just doing something that stimulates your energetic body, gets oxygen flowing through your body, helps to move the chi in your body. These things are so valuable for completely shifting how you feel and it doesn't take that long to do. So that's something I've really loved about Qigong because on a low energy day, maybe you already have writer's block and you don't feel that great. You feel like you're in a slump. This is something you can do in 10 minutes in a small space that will help to relax your mind because it is a moving meditation. It will help to oxygenate your body and shift your energy into a more aligned space. Yeah. So I think that getting moving can do just so much to get you in a different headspace. Yeah. Even if it's going outside and just going for a walk for a few minutes. Mm. Sometimes yeah. the worst thing we can do is just sit in front of the screen and be like, no, I will write this. Yeah. A lot of times we need to get up, get moving, physically move yourself out of that space. Yeah. It also helps mentally, I think, to move out of that space where we've 
created like we're stuck, we're stuck, we're stuck. We need to get away from that energy. Yeah. You know, energetically and physically. Yeah. It's like stagnation. Yeah. Stagnation. Stagnation in your body and in your mind. Right. And those two things are connected, I think, more than we realize. And I've definitely felt that too in my experience of like, um, you know, getting moving, working out, or even doing something um, more creative movement like dance. Um, and that really helps me to break out of that stagnant, stuck feeling energy. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's anybody, everybody can benefit from movement of some kind, for sure, with right. your creativity. Um, and Qigong is something that's really helped me as well. With yeah. That. I really love that. Um, and... The other, the other aspect to this, I think, is that when you feel, this is preventative care, obviously, but when you feel writer's block is coming, <laughs> maybe you don't actually, maybe you're not actually experiencing writing, writer's block yet, but it feels like it's on the horizon. Like I'm starting to feel a little bit intimidated by what I'm writing, or I'm starting to feel kind of hesitant mm -hmm. to write. I think that that's like the catching it early phase where you can stop it before it comes, even if it feels like it's like very quickly approaching you and you're like, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of hesitant to write this. I feel like maybe this is going to turn into a bad writing day or something like that. Write anyway would be my advice for that. Um, when you feel hesitant, when you feel intimidated, you're probably just overthinking it and it would do you a world of good to just write anyway and push through that hesitation because oftentimes writer's block happens because that first hint of intimidation or overwhelm or hesitation is where people stop. You know, writers will be like, have this feeling of hesitancy and then they'll just stop. And that's kind of what brings about this thing called writer's block. Right. It's not really that you can't write. It's just that you are intimidated, overwhelmed, and you don't want to write. Yeah. You're <laughs> you know? not sure what the next step is. Yeah, exactly. So I think if you don't stop for it at all, like you don't hesitate yeah throw just fly at it that was that say. was something i was trying to think yeah. of a quote the other day to put on a image um on on instagram i couldn't even remember what it was called for a second um <laughs> but like sometimes when you don't know what to do just fly at it yeah just just hurl yourself like, at it, it kind of reminds fire me. of a thousand suns and just write it because it's better than the alternative of shying away and doing nothing yeah you like, can always edit it later it's not like it's written in stone right you know it kind of reminds me of and this is probably a bad comparison but it kind of reminds me of self-defense okay like when me and you are practicing self-defense and we're practicing wrist grabs the worst thing to do when I grab your wrist right. is for you to freeze. Hmm, let me think of what, and you're like, what am oh, I going to do. Which self-defense technique I should don't I know. do to get out of this? And it's like, well, in the real world, that would be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That really happened to you. Right. So it's better to, even if you don't remember any of them, it's better to like 
jump at the person or spit in their face <laughs> or something. Yeah, do to something. Get the, just do something. Do something. You know, it doesn't matter if you remember exactly what you should do technically right. or the perfect thing technically. You know, even just a softening technique can get them off of you. Right. So it's not something that you should hesitate for. So the hesitation, there's a problem like in the hesitation. Once you hesitate and you freeze, it's like you're done. Right, exactly. You're a goner. <laughs> the, yeah, the hesitation is can be, you know, a deadly thing in a situation like that. Right. And with other things, it can be deadly for your creativity. Yeah, exactly. I think what it does too is it creates a pattern of I have a feeling and I just give in. Yeah, I feel hesitant. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a bold way to approach your craft. Yeah. Now, if you feel like, you know, I need a rest day, then finish your writing session and plan on taking the following day as rest day. But to give in to a whim will set you up for, I always just give in to whatever I feel with this. And that can carry over into any any area of your life, really. But for writing specifically here, for these purposes, it can send you down this slope of, oh, I feel intimidated. I'm not going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to write. I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Right. And you'll know, like intrinsically, you'll know if you're tired or if you're scared. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And if you're tired, you you probably need a break. But if you're intimidated or nervous or anxious, you should just push through and do the thing. Right. Like that's like kind of the stereotype you always see in the movies where it's like, you know, the crazy author who's who never really writes because they're always like, oh, well, you know, I'm not sure about this. And they don't, you know, they're always shying away from it. The first little emotion of yeah. um, fear or hesitation. Yeah. And so they, they end up in this permanent slump that's almost comical because everyone's thinking, this person's not even an author. What are they talking about? They never write. And it can it's funny and we can laugh about it and relate to it because it's true. That can happen if you give in to that right. ad infinitum. So it's important to, if you feel tired, if you feel like you need a break, cool, schedule that break. But don't just give in to the emotion instantaneously. Yeah. Push and that's, through. That's, uh, it puts just, you in charge instead right. of your emotions. Yeah, 100%. And you're going you're gonna to encounter a lot of hurdles with a writing career. And showing up and writing is going to be one of the smallest hurdles yeah. that you encounter. So it's better to start jumping over those hurdles now than to wait. And um, then you're going to encounter a much bigger hurdle once you get to like the publishing stage of things. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> then you'll editing be like, I can't overcome like this. And then, you know, you'll you'll go and do something else for a career. So unless you really want that to be you, just push through. <laughs> and the last one that I had written down, um, something that's helped me a lot over the years is stopping before you want to or ending on a high note. This is something I've used. I use it every single day when I write. I've seen a lot of writers in the writing community and even advice given of write until the cup is empty, write until you have nothing left in you. And I've done this and I've become very burnt out on this method because right, it'd be like if every time you worked out, you worked out to the point of falling over exhausted. Like you can barely crawl out of bed the next day. You're so sore. 
that's not actually a healthy way to work out. You want to rest your I've body properly. <laughs> but I don't know if that's just because I'm weak. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, no. But like, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like working out to the point where it's like you're incapacitated by it. Yeah. So to work out like that wouldn't be good for your body. Well, doing that to your creativity isn't good either. It's not good to like be like, oh, I'll just empty myself until I have absolutely nothing left to give this. What I found is I write until I am joyful and happy with my craft. And I'm at a place where I'm I'm like, mm, yeah, I love where this is going. And that's usually where I stop for the day. Because what that does is it causes me to end on a high note and look forward to getting back to my book. Looking forward to getting back to another writing session. If I end on a point where I'm like exhausted and I'm like, oh yeah, I've really got nothing left to say and I'm kind of just like starting to wander around the internet and get distracted, then that's not really an uplifting note to end on. I'm not as eager to get back to it as I was. Mm -hmm. And going back to martial arts, something our sensei always taught us, we would be working on a certain technique or a kick or a punch or a whatever. And um, we'd do a really good one. It wouldn't even matter if it's the fifth one or the 25th one. He would say, stop on that one because that's the one that will stay in your brain. That's the one you'll remember and it will help you to repeat that process and do that technique just like that again. And it's the same I found with writing. When I end on a high note, when I'm happy with my craft, that's the perfect place to stop for the day because it sets that into my mind. That's my last memory of it was a, a good experience, this, this writer's high that I can't wait to get back to. And so the cup is never empty. It's like halfway and I'm always replenishing it. I'm never completely emptying the cup. And since practicing this, I will virtually never get writer's block because I'm constantly in a stage of replenishing and never depleting until empty. Mm. That's so cool. That makes a lot of sense. I've done that a lot too since you've talked about that with me. Um, Do you I, like it? Yeah, it's it's very helpful. And... Um, like you said, it leaves it leaves that in your brain, and like you said earlier, with the with the um, neurons firing, that those neurons fire of like that was enjoyable last time I was doing that, right? And especially if it's a scene that you're in the middle of that you are having fun with, yeah, and then you're looking forward to going back to it, exactly. So yeah, that's that's very very helpful. I have found in my writing as well, and um. The quote I picked for today's ending of our podcast kind of uh, correlates with the one for just plowing through your hesitation. When you see writing writer's block coming, don't be intimidated by it. Don't be intimidated by your writing. Just write. And this is a quote by Vincent van Gogh. If you hear a voice within you say you cannot paint, then by all means paint and that voice will be silenced. Goes for writing as well. Absolutely. If you, if you hear a voice that says you cannot write, just go ahead and write. And the voice will be silenced. Because as you're writing, your brain's like, huh, I guess I can. <laughs> exactly. Not nothing, nothing to see here. Right. Because that voice in your head isn't real. Yeah. That exactly. voice in your head is a lie. Mm -hmm. So don't let the lies win. Let your creativity be victorious. Let it shine through. Let it be the contradiction every single day.
Boom. That's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Kate and Abby Show. If you did, share it with a friend or share it on social media and give us a nice rating. We, we always appreciate that. And again, thank you to our patrons. Your support keeps this show going. So if you find this show valuable, go to patreon.com slash The Kate and Abby Show and help us keep this podcast alive and free of interruptions. And if you haven't checked out the video version of this podcast, you can do that at Kate's YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash K.A. Emmons. And you can also find a bunch of valuable writing resources on my channel, which is youtube.com slash Abby Emmons. So check all, out all of that stuff. And until the next time, stay stoked and rock on.